on your community radio station, WERUFM. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's good to have you out there. Do call if you'd like to hear something, 469-0500. Right now, since it is 730 and it is Monday, it's time to check in live on the telephone with R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. For some folks, progress means the proverbial moving up in the world. Others feel they need to be moving out in the world. And for a few of us, progress is measured by moving down in the world, which has been the case at our building site on the esker of the Stillwater River in Old Town, a place my girlfriend and I call Terra Plen, Spanish for embankment. We have designed a set of concrete piers to support sections of our house that will overhang the foundation walls. Each one of these piers, of course, has a substantial footer that must be embedded at least five feet in the earth to avoid frost heaves in the winter. The column of the pier is 12 inches in diameter, and therefore, by simple construction calculation, the diameter of the footer needs to be at least twice as wide, or a minimum of 24 inches in diameter. Our footers are formed by a marvelous Canadian product called Bigfoot which is a modified plastic cone known generically as a bell footing form. It's 25 inches in diameter at the base and then tapers upward to fit the bottom of the 12-inch diameter sonnet tube that is the form for the column of the pier. Excavating to accommodate these forms can be a challenge, especially since my girlfriend and I abhor the ravages to the land that heavy equipment usually accomplish. We could have used a bucket loader and created gigantic holes and torn up lots of our woods to create our piers, but we opted to do them by hand instead. Well, we didn't do them exactly. Mostly they were dug by some local labor that we hired at modest hourly rates. Given the nature of the average esker, however, digging our holes varied in degrees of difficulty, depending upon where each hole was located in the expanse of the esker. Of the eight holes, about half were in the band of sand, the other half made for much determined effort, as a brief and shallow strata of sand would lead to one of gravelly sand, which in turn would lead to one of small stones, and then not-so-small stones, and finally small boulders that required two people to extract from the burgeoning hole. As luck would have it, our last hole would be the most arduous. Most really valuable tools have a number of characteristics among which might well be the range of tasks the tool is able to accomplish. For several of the holes, one of our laborers has been an Australian who's attending the University of Maine in Orono as a wildlife ecology major. We'll call him Twig. Twig now knows all about progress being measured by moving down in the world, inch by inch, because these slight gains represented the difficulty of the final hole. Toward the end, Twig would be stooped over in the hole, scratching together little piles of rubble from the bottom of the hole into a two-gallon bucket, then rise to empty the bucket outside the hole. The tool he used is sometimes known as a three-tine cultivator, sometimes as a handrake. Its total length is ten and a half inches, with a handle five inches long and three metal forks three inches wide and five and a half inches long. It weighs about ten ounces. The American Heritage Dictionary, fifth edition, contains several definitions for the word rake, including nouns, transitive verbs, and intransitive verbs. 
They are derived from several different languages. Coincidentally, my girlfriend and I had just recently been watching an Australian broadcasting corporation, ABC One, series called Rake, starring Rich Roxborough as the leading character, a usually well-to-do Australian attorney who is sometimes dissolute, sometimes promiscuous, sometimes both. That sort of rake is derived from the word rakel, from the Middle English rakel. Of course, our twig, our digger of holes for peers, our scratcher of the strata with a hand rake to move himself down in the world, had, at our recommendation, only begun to watch the trials and travails of attorney Cleaver Green in the ABC One series rake. And we must trust Twig will remain faithful to his thus far non-rakish ways, even though his acquaintance with another rake was completely established yesterday. For more on Omain, have a great day.